What a moment for the Republic of Ireland. They just knew how to get the wins and that was it. So I don't mind seeing a team like that because I quite like a fighting team. The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off The Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. And this is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you 3 to 5. This is the Saturday panel as we preview this weekend's Gaelic football action. Let's go through the fixtures first of all. Today we have the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship Round 2, Cork against Kerry, Porky Cueve at 3 o'clock. Uh, Kildare, Dublin, 5 o'clock, UPMC, Nolan Park. Westmeath, Galway, 5 o'clock at Cusick Park in Mullingar. And Tyrone, Armagh at 7 o'clock at Healy Park in Oma. And then in the Talton Cup Round 3, the match is underway now. Meath and down to Perry in Waterford. And we also have Cavan Offley and Leash in London this afternoon and then tomorrow we have in the football championship around to Mayo Louth Monaghan Clare Roscommon Sligo and Donegal versus Derry I'm looking at the screen here and I see Ryan Moore in front past the winning post in the Epsom Derby August Rodan has won it for Aidan O'Brien a ninth win in the Epsom Derby the 9-2 shot coming home strongly there to win the race for Ireland so brilliant win in the Epsom Derby just had to interrupt there as we saw the, uh, the closing stage so well done Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore a ninth win for Aidan in the Derby and brilliance to see it uh, tomorrow in the Talton Cup we have Limerick Wicklow Longford Carlow Fermanagh Antrim and Wexford against Leitrim so joining us to look ahead over the next hour all about Gaelic football uh, Dublin's former All-Ireland winner Jer Brennan of the St. Vincent's Club the All-Ireland Club winner with Ballon Derry and ex-Derry forward Conleth Gilligan and the former Galway captain and fullback Salt Hill Nocturne's Finian Hanley Jer Conleth and Finian how is the form? All good here John thank you not bad, John, in Dublin. Thank you. Lovely sunny day. Same here, John. Yeah, all good in Galway. Uh, it's a holiday fever down here in big time. All the juries are in. The Galway, the Derry jury and the Dublin jury uh, we are all speaking to you over the next hour. Uh, if you have any questions, folks, to the panel or general comments, you can text us 53106 at the cost of 30 cents. We're always streaming the conversation as well now. So you can listen on News Talk and also watch us on the Off The Ball Digital and social channels on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitter. Jer Brennan, are you enjoying it at the moment? Are you enjoying the football championship? Are you enjoying the style of play? Are you enjoying the format? How you feel about it all? I, I, I'm probably starting to enjoy it a bit more now, John, because there's a bit more at stake as we uh, move closer towards the business end of the championship. I found myself for the provincial stages um, tuned into a lot of the Ulster games because of the competitive nature of them. Uh, much more entertaining uh, in terms of... Uh, 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 how evenly matched a lot of the teams are, but the Lancer Championship, the Munster Championship, uh, the Munster, uh, the Connacht one to a point, um, they've been damn squibs in a lot of ways, I would say, but uh, I think most of us now are starting to uh, uh, enjoy this weekend's games because after the results that we see today and tomorrow, uh, uh, we'll know the permutations of what they may be for the last round of the, the knockout of the uh, all Ireland's like, group stages and the style of play is it is it floating your boat at the moment or is it really too early again to see until we get the jeopardy in it, the, the style of play is as it is and it has gone quite basketball-esque in terms of up and down conceding kickouts, uh, dropping off putting the press on behind the 65 or in a lot of cases the 45 and then trying to break up pace um, it's just the way the game has kind of gone uh, at the moment John it's not entertaining if you're used to watching Gaelic football over the last 20 years probably a lot of the younger lads in their teens and early 20s they probably don't remember uh, 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 the way the game was a bit more competitive uh, with longer balls being kicked in more regularly but uh, um, I know this tweak's going to come up at some stage in the future to try to make it a bit more entertaining and have uh, uh, um, more entertaining games in, in terms of the size of attack and whatnot. But uh, look, it's okay. You just have to forget what we're used to seeing over the previous uh, years and just embrace yourself to the tactical battles and the matchups that we, we, we see in the modern game. Finian, are you enjoying it at the moment? Yeah, I suppose similar to Ger, John, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one. You know, like some of the games are great. The Ultra Final was great, great drama. You know, I like the I like the penalties. A couple of things have been thrown in to, you know, make it that bit better. But it has been a bit, you know, 
hard to watch at times. You know, I, I won't lie to some games where you might consider heading in a half time because things don't open up. And I know Joe Brawley had an article there last week about the 10 minute ticket, but uh, that's another story. But look, it's, it, it is what it is. I think up to now, you, you kind of know what you're getting in the provincials. That's another day's work. Um, there were some good games. I was in the I was in Hyde Park for Galway Ross Common. Uh, it wasn't wasn't great uh, to be honest as a spectacle. You know, job done after halftime. Then it picked up a bit. But uh, look, you you think as no as 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 normal, it will it'll move up a gear coming into the latter stages. I think these games are kind of a little bit you know just uh, get it get get them out of the way and move into the quarterfinals as normal. But uh, look, the game is a spectacle needs a bit of work uh, it, it is very very tactical and as Jura says it's basketball on a bigger pitch maybe a little bit easier because you've got more space so uh, how, to, how to play the game going forward I don't know but look there's there's games there uh, that you know at least we have a level of teams playing on another level of teams with the Talton Cup and the All-Ireland Series so you've got competitive games today you've got competitive games tomorrow which is what we've been crying out for but there's probably another bit to go to get finished article yeah, I think with all these things, is, there's always ways you can improve any sport. And I think one of the great things about the football championship this year, when we get to the quarterfinals and preliminary games and the knockout, is that it is wide open. I don't think anybody in this country can predict the All-Ireland finalists at this stage. And if, you, if you're doing well, if you can. Uh, Conor, how are you feeling about the state of the nation of the game at the moment yourself? Yeah, I think to touch on Finlay's point, Joe Brawley was correct in that the game's opened up in the last 10 minutes. But what you have to do in the first 50 minutes is pay in rent. That allows you to live there in the last 10 because you have to retain your kickouts. You can't be giving away the ball cheap because teams and players are so good now they can punish you from any angle. If you drop off men, the goalkeeper will come up and kick a point from 40 metres. It's just the evolution of the game and I think it will improve. It's still early days with this group stage to see how it goes but I definitely think there's green shoots and as far as everybody was trying to predict who would be dropping out with Westmeath and Slago and Roscommon have showed that they're all going to be very competitive in this and there's probably a few more twists and turns on it. Yeah, I think uh, it was a Peter Fitzpatrick was reading one of the papers this week. I can't remember which one, so apologise to the paper. That, um, like, this is amazing for Louth. Louth have never had this. They've never had, like, they're playing Cork, they're playing Kerry, you know, they're playing Mayo. They never had this, never had this opportunity. Only they can only get better uh, in this in this format. It's almost like a bit of a Division One campaign for them. Um, just in terms of, was there anything you'd like to see changed, Connor, in, like in terms of the, the way the game is administered and in, in terms of maybe kickouts having to go beyond a 45 or a shot clock or anything like that or uh, any kind of rules around the goalkeeper or would you like to see the rules the way they are exactly at the moment, Connor? Yeah, look, I like the evolution of the goalkeeper. I think that the fact that they just stood in between two posts and hope that nobody gets shot, I think that's over. Goalkeepers <laughs> have evolved. Players have got better. They're now looking at Ethan Rafferty and players like that that are established outfield footballers now adding a bit of value somewhere else. Um, I think it's got road to travel. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to take players away out of the game. But I think all the rules they're looking at tinkering, all it does is kick the can further down the road. So if the kick out has to go outside the 45, you're now going to have 28 people between two 45s. So I don't see where it benefits, you know, no back pass. You know, yeah, you could have things like in the Kilmacud Sevens where you go over the halfway line, you can't go back there. You could have all those things. But it's a, the problem with rule changing is, does it transfer into the club game? And that's the bigger picture because I know we're talking about county football and elite level and maybe the more elite level referees. But any rule has to be able to filter down into the club scene and the referees are fit to interpret it correctly. And, and I think that's where the, the trouble sits. In the freshers' competitions now, and Jared will have more experience of this, they'll trail these things. But I just get a sense that I don't see any of them being any better than we have already. Uh, so Augusto Rodin won the Derby sorry to interrupt there Connor it's 9-2 to two. King of Steel was second 66-1 to one, and that horse trained by John Murphy and Cork White Birch third at 12-1 to one in the Epsom Derby but a ninth win in the race for Aidan O'Brien well done to him uh, Jerry, would you like to see any changes in terms of rules in terms of the way the game is played at the moment well the ones that you're going to trial now for the uh, fresher football and hurling uh, Division 1 competitions I, I fully agree with Connolly. I, I just don't see any benefit in those competitions, uh, in those uh, suggested rule changes. So, for example, the kick out, uh, uh, you have to, has to go beyond the 45 in order to touch it if uh, you're um, on the receiving team. But also, uh, college football, funny enough, um, for those of us who've been at it, 
it could be five or six games a season, John, where the ball won't even get over the 45 metre line because of the conditions and uh, the ball is being kicked up and the wind blows it back and everything else. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I think Connell's point on rule changes that can be filtered down to the club game is hugely important. Um, a huge frustration that a lot of uh, Division One managers in clubs and uh, obviously Inter County would have is inconsistencies in how referees, uh, despite their best efforts, are trying to implement the rules as they are. So, how can you make it a bit more black and white for for for, for referees? Um, I think the shot clock one won't work because that'll just advantage the defensive team. They'll just retreat. I think trying to keep. Whether you have to keep four players in the opposition 65, um, that means it'll create a bit more space. It'll be somewhat easier to police. Um, I think that's something that you could look at. So, um, which which will give the attacking team more opportunities up front. So you would therefore have eight players in the opposition uh, uh, 65, four defenders, and four forwards, and those numbers can rotate, so to speak whoever wants to join the attack but then you need to introduce at certainly at the county level uh, an additional uh, referee probably to be able to please that because the guys have enough on their plate uh, at the moment Finian anything you'd like to, to touch upon in terms of the way the game is played or any kind of changes you'd like to see there's a couple of things John I suppose that the lads touched on as well like you can look at the opposition mark is that working uh, you know is it is it used for what it was supposed to be used for I think what we're trying to do is get the bomber listing in the square catching balls not a little chip from you know tennis chip over the 45 line and then it's a it's a mark so they could look at that I I, I, I go a bit you know another way you know the rules changing the rules as Connell said isn't going to be easy it's not going to happen overnight because you have a lot of people at the table here that are trying to get, you know, we're trying to keep the history of the game. We're trying not to change it because people, you know, want to change or whatever it is. But I think if you look at a couple of things, right, so you've got free kicks, for instance, goalkeepers now are taking free kicks and they're scoring them after, you know, Stephen Gluckson in, in 2011. I was at a game last year, cornerback got the ball free out, had the ball in his hand for about 15 seconds. The crowd starts roaring at him and uh, <laughs> throwing. Right, ref goes in saying taking too long throwing. Second half of that game, point up, call up the goalie. I'd say it took two minutes for the goalie to get up, put the ball down, kick the ball over the bar. So there's inconsistencies in that uh, in itself that need to be kind of shifted because goalies coming up taking the freeze is great, but you know Morris Fitzgerald, Michael Means, you know Marsh and a couple of lads I played with, and and you know the lads that the lads played with as well. Surely to God we can get our forwards or top forwards back taking these frees. I'm not talking about the halfway line freeze. I'm talking about, you know, there's goalies taking frees now from inside the 45 and stuff. So I know it's an art and all that, but like you would love our top forwards putting the ball down, striking the ball over the bar a bit quicker. And if if that's the case, I think referees can speed that up and that might happen again. Second thing is, is this, there's still a bit of cynicism with regards to the black card. Go off for 10 minutes, manager physio gets on, head injury, four of those minutes are gone. We need to tighten up all that stuff and cut out all that nonsense because it's slowing the game down and it's adding to the whole drag of it. Because if you get three or four minute head injury or a goalie coming up to take a free, it's it's adding to it. So let's cut these things first and then, you know, go after the rules then. And I, I, I just think one or two tweaks in that regard before we look at keeping three up, uh, no back pass, shot clock and all that sort of stuff because they're monumental changes that... Yeah. are going to get a lot of force against you know okay Talton Cup at the moment but, uh, right, just, go on and just 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 on that and it's why we want to change the rules not so much change them for change's sake but what is it that we want do we want more contests do we want more individual battles and if you want is it to make games more attractive some things like the player that gets fouled has to hit his own free suddenly that changes the dynamic of Dean Rock scoring anywhere inside the 45 because if it's a wing half back or now more so a cornerback he's maybe not as adept at hitting that free so he'll just hit it quick and move the game on so there is very simple things you can do but the question has to be why are we changing the rule and what is it we want out of the rule change 
yeah, you want a more attractive game. Uh, I think that's the, that's maybe if, if you feel it, if it's not attractive enough. Meath won three down, five points at Parnell Park. Uh, Tiberi nine points. Waterford won four at Porky Cueve at the moment, but might not be enough for either of those teams with the third place team. The weakest of them falling out. Uh, but Meath and Dan already through, but amazing. 1991, they're in the All-Ireland Final. They're now in the Talton Cup. Uh, Conleth, who've been the players that have um, excited you so far? Who've been your players of the championship so far? Who do you think is going to make an impact in the next couple of months? Obviously, you know, we know David Clifford is one of them, but maybe some of the other players like Shane McGuigan has made a real impact who's really kind of caught your eye so far Yeah, look and anything that's went before has been window dressing, it's really now that you're going to see the real top end players and Shane McGuigan, on form you probably have the most informed player in the country um, like I was at Armagh uh, last week and Westmead I mean, and I thought John Heslin sorry, like I thought John Heslin was magic um, and I thought Lachlan as well was top drawer. So I think there's loads of players that have come to the fore, you know, but even within that, if you look at what Monaghan done to be doing what they're doing without, you know, the lexicon of McManus, I think there's loads of players come to the fore, but it's really now that you will see that. But in Shane McGuigan, you have probably the most informed player in the country at the moment. Jer, who's the uh, player that's caught your eye so far? Well, John, yeah, in a, in a, uh, a game where we see mass defences being to the fore, I think you have to look at uh, uh, sharp shooters and forwards and, and you mentioned Shane McGuigan so in four championship games so far he's hit 230 so he's contributed nine points a game which is huge um, Brian O'Donoghue of Mayo they've only had two games so far but I think he's on seven points and both players for me are, are, are superb target men they're tracking back they're breaking up opposition attacks but at the same time they're putting their foot forward they're kicking their freeze uh their leaders on the pitch and I think both guys have, uh, have really stood up so far uh, Brandon Rogers also has been uh, quite impressive for me um, he was held a bit last week now against Bonham, uh but over uh, the couple of games I've seen Derry I think Brandon Rogers has been very effective for, for Derry and he, he's what's good about a lot of their attacks uh, from the middle of the pitch breaking the line taking his man on creating an overlap and uh, those three lads have stood out for me so far Fidian who stood out for you? Yeah, I think I suppose from our own side of the country, James Kerr for 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 Mayo, Aidan O'Shea, they they seem to be uh, uh, they seem to have clicked. Uh, Mayo's top unit seem to be well going on what they did in Kerry. Um, John Maher, midfield newbie from my own club in, in Salt Hill, uh, flying it has has put in some massive shifts as well. But look, you, you know the, the lads have mentioned the Derry guys, particularly Shane McGuigan is he's doing it all at the minute, really, isn't he? And he's kind of. Uh, you know he's 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 setting the tone outside of Clifford now that is because Clifford is 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 on another level. But again, it's 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 we're into the we're into the business end of things now, and the cream will rise to the top. But uh, these you know so far for these guys, they're 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 finding their way in the championship, and I think it's a big year for Shane McGuigan. He probably didn't finish the way he wanted last year, and he's 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 going in to get personal accolades and obviously team accolades as well. Uh, Connor Flynn on YouTube, uh, Finian Hanley, best to ask you this: Are Galway favourites for the All Ireland right now? Oh God! Um, <laughs> I, Jesus, John. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think I think. Look, we spoke about it earlier. There's, you know, there's 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 things going on in various games at the minute. It's very tight. If you look at all the top eight teams, you know, it's like how soccer became. You know, in the two thousands, where you've got you know a, a staunch defence. You've got three attackers up front, like you've got Ryan O'Donoghue, Aidan Shane, James Carr. You've got Shane Walsh, Damien Homer, Rob Finnerty you know, the Dublin lads, you've got a top three and then you've got, everyone is chiseled to defend in, in a counter-attacking system. And it's on the day who gets the, as Connor says, the 60 minutes right of, of control in the game and has the, the three key forwards up front to, to do the damage. Have Galway got a chance? Absolutely. We've grown the panel big time. But uh, I think Connor Finn, if, if, if I'm right, is a male man and uh, he's uh, playing games there. But uh, I think uh, Mayo are still favourites for the All-Ireland. <laughs> Maybe not the only Connor Finn. But from a Goldberg perspective for me, the one player that has really changed the look of their team as well as Maher has been Peter Cook coming back. You know, obviously what he'd done for Michael last year, I thought he was excellent. And he can attack, he can defend, he's got pace. If you want to play three across the middle, he can take out one of the big players. I just think he's the one player that if Galway could have launched off the back last year, they could have been All-Ireland champions. Yeah, and Jared, they've only conceded an average of 12 points this season, Galway, so far. So they have Keen O'Neill's work, obviously, in the background, but also the swagger and the confidence of Pork Joyce. 
Sorry, John, that was me, is it? Yeah, Jerry, yeah. Yeah, they, I, I, I think all we are the, the, the front runners so far. Um, I think they've uh, been really impressive, quite consistent. Uh, I know against Throne last week, Throne were under pressure with the, the man put off early, but uh, I was hugely impressed by how Galway played against Roscommon. Uh, in the semi-final of the Connacht Championship um, although they only won maybe four or five on the scoreboard I think they kind of really dominated that game certainly in the second half uh, and they showed what they're about but uh, I think if Galway end up facing a Kerry in an All-Ireland final I think they'll have uh, enough experience and learnings to be able to get over the line um, if they're faced against a Dublin or someone who they're less familiar with in championship terms, uh, more recently, I, I think they may doubt themselves potentially, but uh, I think Galway will be front runners. And then you look at Mayo, uh, did really well in the National League, had to play the following week. I think Galway went off overseas for for that week after the league final. Um, Roscommon performed really well in that first round of the Connacht Championship, but then uh, I think it was a five or six weeks till, till Mayo's first outing against Kerry. And to go down and win and be the Kerry team uh, the way they did, it was, it was they were quite comfortable. I think overall in that match, uh, they take huge confidence from it. So uh, the the challenge for them now will be trying to uh, kind of back it up and, and get those consistent performances uh, under their belts uh, and put them in good stead for the knockout stage of the championship. So Galway won for me, John, with Mayo uh, in seconds. It's very like one a- thing we have, John. One thing we have, John. Sorry, is 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 if you look at the league, we are I think Galway were the twenty fifth. Uh, we were we were very low on the scoring charts anyhow we were down around in the country now um, which kind of proves where we're at we've embraced defensive style of football counter extreme counter attacking we've no issues with putting 14 men behind the ball at times or whatever it is so we we haven't overly scored but we do have the fours that if we do click on a day that we we can do damage over here but I think it's very premature I think look there's, there's seven or eight teams that can have a say here if they get a run you know it's very close between our man Galway last year Dublin and Kerry are still traditionally uh, the ones who can come yeah. to the four in the semi-finals you know Okay, got to take a break. Uh, Finian Handy, uh, Jared Brennan and Conal Gilligan. We're going to get into the games more in detail after the break uh, that are going on this weekend. Uh, Bohemians nil, Shamrock Rovers nil in the Women's Premier Division at halftime, Dediment Park. Um, and we have uh, Talton Cup action. We will keep you in touch with the Larry Markup final. Uh, Monaghan one twelve, Lancashire 2-8 at Croke Park. That's the latest as well. And Tom McKibben in the golf is going great guns uh, this week in the European Open in Hamburg. Uh, he's only one shot off the lead. Five under par, uh, one shot behind David Law on day three, moving day. But the big news, I suppose, in the last hour, Aidan O'Brien's won the derby for the ninth time at Epsom with August Rodan, uh, ridden by Ryan Moore, the 9-2 shot. We're back after the break with Gaelic football, Jar Brennan, Conleth Gilligan and Finian Hanley. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. Just before we go back to the Gaelic football conversation, I want to give you the lineups for the FA Cup final between Manchester City and United. So City, Ortega in goal, Walker, Stones, Diaz and Akanji, Rodri, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish and Erling Haaland. And for Manchester United, we have De Gea in goal and a back four of Juan Basaka, Lindelof, uh, Raphael Varane and Luke Shaw. Then we have in the middle... Uh, we have Casemiro, Fred and Christian Eriksen and in the forward positions Bruno Fernandes and we also have Jaden Sancho and then Marcus Rashford leading the line. So that's the FA Cup final kicks off at three o'clock. Mark Lawrenson will be on hand with Graeme Gartland to go through the whole of the game and obviously discuss everything else on Football Saturday but Stefan Ortega Pep Guardiola loyal to him and he starts in goal in terms of what's going on elsewhere in sport uh, we know that the uh, Talton Cup is on uh, this afternoon uh, Mead 1-4 down 7 points at Parnell Park in Tipperary 10 points Waterford 1-4 in the Laurie Mara Cup final it's Monaghan 1-12 Lancashire 2-8 but right now we're speaking about Gaelic football part 2 of the Saturday panel previewing the action this weekend with Dublin's former All-Ireland winner Jerry Brennan of the St. Vincent's Club the All-Ireland Club winner with Ballanderry and the ex-Derry forward Conneth Gilligan and the former Galway captain and Fullback Salt Hill Nakanakara's Finian Hanley. Jer Brennan, Dublin. Why the inconsistency? So a leash win of 27 points, a defeat of Louth by 21, but only a two point victory over Kildare and a draw versus Ross Common. Why the fluctuation? That's a great question, John. And yeah, <laughs> talk to a few buddies uh, uh, from Dublin and some of the lads I played with. You know, this 
the era of Dublin's dominance is obviously um, uh, finished uh, the last couple of seasons, so there is a bit of a downward spiral. Now, if you look at the team that's named to start today, uh, certainly the top six midfielder and for three of the back line, along with Stephen Cluxon, the, you know, they've won four, five, six, seven on Ireland. So uh, it's a very experienced uh, squad that they have there. I don't know whether fatigue has set in, uh, the bit of hunger. Um, uh, they just seem to be kind of quite fragmented in their play. Um, when we seen them against Leash, uh, I know everybody would have expected them to win comfortably, but I thought how we attacked them it was refreshing to see, and that's what we would have associated with the, the Dublin team over the last seven or eight years. Um, again, not so good against Kildare. Kildare were a better opposition than Leash, but at the same time, we kind of sat back and, and, and allowed Kildare to uh, get time on the ball and to pass the, the thing around. And I'm going to jump past the Loud game and look at the Roscommon uh, match. I think Dublin played quite similarly against Roscommon in the way that we did against uh, uh, Kildare. And you just allowed the opposition to get a lot of touches on the ball, pass the thing around, become comfortable, get yourself into the game, as opposed to stepping up, asking questions of them and try to force turnovers uh, higher up the pitch. So it was a low-risk, low-energy uh, style of football. Was it strategic? Obviously, it looks that way. Um, when you look at who Dublin have played so far this year, John, in the Championship, uh, Roscommon was the first Division One league team that they actually played and, uh, and they drew with them. So the quality of player that Roscommon have and, and the level of competition that they were exposed to in uh, the National League was far greater than what Dublin would have experienced. So, so I'm hoping that the Roscommon game will bring us on. Um, I'm hoping that the bit of fire in the belly going down to Nolan Park against the Galair team where Glenn Ryan had his few comments after the match, which is a, uh, adds to the conversation and the bit of crack, and no doubt. Uh, I'm not down there today, but I'd love to be among the pubs in, in uh, Kenny City uh, with a few Galair and Dublin supporters knocking a bit of crack over it before the match. But uh, So it does make for an interesting uh, 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 game. I uh, yeah I'm, I would be worried going into this match uh, it doesn't look like we have the legs at the moment and the energy that was there um, Cormac Costello was was our best player really last week up front Kieran Kilkenny obviously came off with a bit of a shoulder injury he is named uh, down to start uh, Kieran's a tough cookie if, if he's 80% he'll want to play so I hope he does start because he's a big part of uh, our forward play so, uh, so John to answer your question I'm unsure but that's some of the thoughts going through my head at the moment as to where we're at and where we're at. The other thing people have been talking about are Dublin training hard during the group stage of the of the uh, of the All Ireland series. Uh, they they can't be because myself, Vinian and and, and Connolly were, were playing or starting starting off our senior county careers. You know, there could have been three or four or five weeks between provincial matches and more common in in, in Connacht than Leinster and Leinster and Ulster because of the, uh, the number of teams, but. I used to dread the the training block between uh, uh, provincial uh, championship matches because you get the crap run out of you for three or four weeks. But once you got to the All Ireland series, there's only so much you can do because you get to a point of diminishing returns, and then it's about keeping guys fresh. And how we trained in the latter years of my career under Jim Gavin, if we had a train like that in the earlier years, I might have got a couple of years helping myself in the more than the two boys. But that's the way sports science has gone. So it's about getting to a, a consistent uh, level of fitness and you just taper and, and, and peak at uh, at key times. So uh, so I don't think they're being overtrained at the moment. I just think we're, we're playing poorly. Uh, Connors, you're, you're doing the game for GA Go. Did you give Kildare a squeak at Nolan Park? Yeah, well, look, uh, as you touched on, it's now out of Crook Park. Kildare have got their wish. But I just don't see where they can do it. From the last day that they played Dublin, um, Hurd's come back, Scully's come back, Costello's come back. So I think from that perspective, Dublin are in a much better position. It's a must-win game. And I think this could be a very difficult afternoon for Gildare. I'm totally opposite. If Dublin have anything in them and have all-earned credentials, they win this game and they win it by some distance for me today. I just think this is the game they have to deliver because any mistakes today... They could end up qualifying third, and the chances of playing that extra game and winning the All Ireland, I think it's gets very difficult for them. But I think they'll win and win with a fair bit to spare. But all the questions will be on Kildare. 
Yeah, we got James Donahue down at Porky Cueve uh, for Cork and Kerry, so we'll be speaking to him before three as well. Um, Connors, Tyrone are mad. It just seems there's something not right with Tyrone. I mean, since the All-Ireland they won, they've lost four out of five championship games. Players have left the panel. Um, they look good against Monaghan for the first half and then kind of tapered off. Obviously, they had Frank Byrne sent off in Galway, but it, they really need a performance. They need to show something because they haven't since they won the All-Ireland. You haven't. And look, I suppose they have showed every year after they won the All-Ireland, they've been unable to back it up again. And, and that's something I know works the group. But I think what they do have now is they have a continuity of team. The problem they have is that they're 10 and they're 12, whether it be Frank Burns, whether it be Kieran McGeary, Michael O'Neill. They've had different players coming in and out, and that's the one line that they've struggled with. And today, Neil Snowden's got back into the team and he hasn't played very much football all year. So they have to deliver against an Armagh team who underperformed against Westmead. I think this could be a cracker. But the problem with Tyrone is that the players that are leaving the panel aren't starters. You know, and obviously this week, um, Podrick McNulty left the throne panel as well. And while he was just coming back from injury, it just means it leaves it very, very difficult to train because your AVB games become less competitive. And at the minute, what Throne have on the bench, really with Cahill McShane injured, is Rory Canavan and McLean and, and players that have been untraded at senior level, even though they're all Ireland under 20 winners. So they're at serious quality. But I think for me, Tyrone are going to have to show something on it would be the likes of a Rory Canavan that I would love to see starting just to see what they have in reserve. Uh, well, Fidian, what about Armagh? Like, the Galway game last year was opposed to the template for what they can do going forward. Maybe they should have finished Derry off in the Ulster final, but they didn't. They may be a bit lucky last week. But they do, If like they, they could smell blood, blood in the water here against Tyrone, and, and this could be really kickstart Armagh's summer. Yeah, 100%. I think Armagh, are, you know, they're so good and they're so bad at the same time. Uh, you know they won't forgive you for saying that but they're just look they can like last year against Galway in the quarterfinal they were bet out the gate uh, and then somehow you know we malfunctioned at the back you know a couple of mistakes got back into it and they hang on because when our man aren't going well and they're three points down or four points down they'll lock, they'll lock one in uh, not like other teams and, and, and Andrew Mernon is there a big tall guy can get a hand on it you know they'll they'll try something, and 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 I'm sure that you know Kieran Donny and the lads are are do are, you know doing all these things in training. So look, they're exciting to watch, no doubt about it. I do think after the Galway game last year, they did sit down over the winter and say, right, we're going to have to batten down the hatches at time. I think the league showed that where they you know they went really really defensive away from what they had done last year. You know they were exhilarating last year to watch. You, you'd watch them all day. They were the, the Man City of um, of GAA, but. Uh, you know, now they're trying to get the balance. They're trying to keep the score down, you know, not not hemorrhage like they did and, and still pose that threat with the long kick, the Reno Neal, um, you know, and, 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 and the likes of Soupy Campbell and these guys coming off the bench as well. So they ha- they're kind of like, oh, they haven't clicked fully yet, but I do think they're a threat to anyone. And on their day, you know, given the setup they have and the way they can play, they can trouble anyone if they get it right, uh, and they have that bit between their teeth. That like that game up there should be an absolute cracker today. You know, a derby, massive history, massive tradition. So, uh, you know, Tyrone weren't overly impressive, even with the man down. It, when they had fifteen men, they weren't overly impressive. They do have killer forwards, but you know, I think Armagh could take Tyrone today. Uh, I just think they'll pose a pose a threat with a long ball, and and, and they probably learned how to get 12 men inside their own half and, and use them better than they have been. Is there a good vibe about today's game against Westmeath, Finian? Um, it seems like Galway, of all teams, because they won the league, they won Connacht. Um, sorry, they didn't win the league, they lost to Mayo, but they got to the final. Um, is there any worry about Westmeath? They obviously won't be complacency, but there's a real chance now for Galway to top the group, get into the quarterfinal and give themselves a bit of a breather. Yeah, yeah, John, to be honest, I look, you know, to date, we haven't set the world alight, but I think we're we're in a place where we haven't been in a long, long, long time um, uh, of professionalism, getting the job done, whether there's 40 men on the pitch, whether there's 30 men on the pitch. You know, Galway weren't brilliant the last day. There was no long, you know, Shane wasn't running the pitch and Damien wasn't pulling them out of the sky. You know, the, the, the sexy stuff wasn't hasn't been overly there uh, this year yet. There's been lads chipping in, Matty Tierney and guys like that have been Peter Cook has stepped up, as Connor said. But what we have at the minute is we professionalism. We know what we're getting when we go out every day. We're getting, uh, you know, compact defense, you know, strict counterattacking and very, very well coached team, which is, which is, which is great. It's not always super exciting. We had a loads of years of super exciting Galway football that, 
uh, didn't work. So um, they're super professional. I think they'll go to Westmead today. You know, like a lot of games, it might be five all, six all at halftime. I think that's kind of you can only put money on on halftime scores now. It's pretty predictable. But I think we'll we'll you know we'll grind it out. We'll use the 40, 50 minutes to grind it out and pull away for the last you know ten or fifteen minutes with with the, with the caliber of player that we have in Shane. Rob Finnerty's back in today. Ian Burke is back in, and I just think that once it opens up in that you know third third fourth quarter, we'll 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 pull away and you know you know no disrespect to Westmead there. They're going well, had a great, great performance against Armagh, but I just think that where Galway are at the minute and the professionalism is, you know, there's no emotion attached to the game for, for Galway. No matter who they're playing, they're just going to get the job done. Jer uh, Brennan, would you, if you were a Kerry fan, be a bit worried about the Mayo game or is it just one of these rhythms of of a of a, what, what is now an elongated season? Um is there anything there that's like fundamentally worrying for Kerry from the Mayo defeat? I, no, well, I, I think... I would make similar comparisons to to to, to Dublin and and Kerry John um, Dublin's first season challenge in the championship was against the Roscommon Division One team and then Kerry's first season challenge was against the Division One team uh, against Mayo um, the last day uh, they had two facile victories in the the Munster championship over I think it was a tip the first day out and obviously Clare in the final. Uh, and the, uh, was it four or five weeks uh, from the the Munster final to the uh, sorry between the Munster final and the semi final? So there's only so much exposure to to, to high intensity that you can get in those A B games. Um, so you do need to go and play real uh, top opposition to see where you're at. So I think Kerry will have learned an awful lot uh, about themselves in the last day of Mayo. But also from a conditioning point of view, from a, um, a decision making on the pressure point of view, all those, um, what would you call it, all those facets of a high quality team, high quality individuals, they all have been uh, stepped up uh, a couple of level of degrees now. And I would feel for Cork, I think they could... Uh, the cork a right hiding um, down in Parky Creeves today. Five three one zero six. We were talking about the rules of the game and anything to do to make football more attractive. Uh, Pat and Bray says uh, one real change would transform Gaelic football. A player receives a hand pass must kick the ball. Too many players today can't kick with any skill or accuracy. Another one of our commenters on uh, YouTube uh, was in touch as well, Peter, who says I think that a lot of the proposed rule changes, every rule that's been suggested, could easily be negated by intercounty managers. They won't make football more attractive. Changing yeah. football to a third a side game makes a lot more space for attacking and it actually benefits many rural clubs in not having to field as many players. And Conneth Gilligan, why now? Why would it be different for this year with Mayo? They play Louth tomorrow in Castlebar. Why Why would it be different this year for Kevin McStay and, and the Mayo football to end this hoodoo? Yeah, look, that's the question. Why would it be different than Mayo or the one county, I suppose, that, that a lot of us would be sort of egging on to win one but until they do, there's still the doubts about it. And they're still the one team who seem to be able to get it wrong at the very worst times. But I think there is something different under Kevin McStay. I think the way he is with the media, how open he is with his players, what he's been able to do with Aidan O'Shea and make him feel comfortable. But for me, the thing is, like Aidan O'Shea has already tried this full forward thing and it hasn't worked great at the very top end. It works well in Connacht, maybe in a quarter final, a semi final, but the final, it's always fallen flat because of expectation on him and Aidan O'Shea seems to be playing with the freedom that the management seem to be giving him so I think it's a wee bit different and as far as this year their impact of the bench you know both them and Galway like they have scored 19 points between league and championship from their sub bench Galway or something similar and if you look at a Tyrone as a comparison Tyrone only scored 6 points off the bench so I think that's the difference they're picking teams horses for courses leaving players out and getting real impact and that's I think where they're a wee bit different and they're not overly reliant on the same players Yeah Galway Mayo All-Ireland Final I think would break the country in a way uh, wouldn't it um, will it definitely break demand for tickets um, Monaghan Clare as well tomorrow Jer Brennan Vinnie Corey seems to be learning quickly on the job beaten by Derry and Ulster but drew with them last time and he was able to leave Conor McManus out and uh, I, I've seen a lot of Monaghan this year just again uh, as I said at the outset uh, the Ulster games are far more competitive but uh just the way my own schedule has gone during the National League, uh, I've been able to see them quite a bit. And uh, he has learned. He, he has gone with guys with legs. Um, and the two boys have touched on it. You know, you just want to be in in the mix uh, coming into the, the home stretch the last 10 minutes. And then you can introduce your more skills 
uh, slightly uh, older uh, individuals. Um, uh, possibly, I think Monin, they could have introduced uh, McManus a bit earlier. Um, he possibly left it a, a bit too late. Um, there's a couple of key moments in that last 10 minutes where you had uh, younger guys in possession uh, who had worked really hard. Probably Ryan O'Toole with Ryan's in UCD, so he's probably jumping out uh, in my memory. But uh, if, if if Conor McManus had been in that position, it could have been two or three points. But uh, a couple of the the Monaghan lads had kind of fatigued. But um, it was a, it was a huge effort from from Monaghan. Uh, they definitely have learned quite a bit, and that'll give them great confidence uh, going into the game uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah, they've been they've been they've been very impressive. Will they be clear, Jer? They will. They will be clear. Yeah, I think Claire mentally uh, they. I think destroyed any internal hope they had of success this year in how they froze like uh, deer in the headlights against Kerry in the Munster final. Um, I think that will have damaged their their psyche, and I can't see them recovering from that. Um, I I think they're going to struggle um, um, in the in the last couple of games. It feels to me, um, Finney and Hanley, that Roscommon are one of the counties that are maxing. Uh, what they have at the moment they drew with the dubs uh, they perform well in the league they beat Mayo and Connacht uh, it seems that they've got a good coaching set up there Finian you might be muted there sorry John yeah no, absolutely I think look Roscommon always as the cliche goes there's always footballers in Roscommon mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable footballers and what Kieran Mert is at at the minute is footballer of the year stuff possibly I know it's early doors but some you, you see these things of who the footballer of the year elects in June, July and August but he's playing absolutely unbelievable and I think when everyone's talking about the six minute possession hold kind of shows where the level of coaching that Davy Burke has gone into with Ross Common Mark McHugh is there as well so look he's been involved in, in all our winning setups and, 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 and this counter-attacking game that's you know everyone's at and who does it the best now so Ross Common of the footballers Jeremy Murta they've now an element off the bench of Connor Cox who was a superstar a couple of years ago coming off able to kick scores when it opens up so look Connacht's in a good place with those three teams uh, really really at the top of their game can, can Ross Common beat Mayo why not you know what I mean they, they, they can put men behind the ball they can counter-attack at, at pace they've got pace all over the park and they've got super experience in daily you know and the Smiths these lads have been around the black they, block they've all Connacht medals they've been to Crow Park they've played in big games so there's a lovely lovely mix and there's the likes of uh, is it old Ben O'Carroll up front and they just they're just they're in a really good place and they're when when Ross Common are confident you can kind of see it and, and you can hear it as well you know so um they're in a good place are the contenders when it comes to the crunch I think what they will be this year is they will be competitive at the very very latter stages uh, I think they'll be there whether they get out of the group or not they will have got out they'll have lost out by a, a hair's breadth they're they're not far away because of the players they have and the coaching system and uh, I just think they've improved so much and obviously Connacht football is, is, is in a really really good place at the minute with those three teams really at the top of their game yeah, with Ross Common, I think they're the kind of team that might take a scalp. Whether they win the All Ireland, I don't know, but they definitely could take a scalp. It's a funny one, uh, Conor Gilligan. Like Donegal looked an absolute disaster earlier this year. Paddy Clark left. Uh, they were relegated. Uh, they lost to Dan and Ulster. But one victory, one victory might just give them a bit of a spur for the game against Derry tomorrow. Not that you'd want to hear that yourself. Yeah, look, it absolutely have, and there's no question. Derry's high of winning the Ulster Championship in in the most difficult of weeks, losing the manager um, for the players. They were flat, as was expected. Like Armagh were flat, you know, emotionally, it took a lot out of the players, the penalties, um, back to back. It hasn't been done in Derry that often. And I think from that perspective, Derry were caught a wee bit flat. And is it just the one game or is it something more significant? Because obviously, Kieran Mina has stepped up. And when you change a dynamic and a coaching setup, the coach becomes a manager and everything changes. And it's just a wee bit different. So I'm really looking forward to see how Derry react to that. Going to Bali Buffet has never been easy for Derry at any stage, um, but it's not the fortress it was. And I think with the players at Donegal are missing, I still think that Derry will beat them. But I think it could be a more uncomfortable afternoon. You know, had, had Patrick McBurdy been fit, you know, had had O'Donnell been back, players like that, they would have a better chance. But when you, Oisin Gallon is a serious talent if they can keep him fit. You know, Kieran Thompson, 
knows every inch of Bollywood face. So the big shooters, and that gives them a chance. But I just think Derry systematically will wear them down and Donegal's lack of experience will come just against them at the end. I think Derry will win that, that game. Uh, the women's Premier Division, Bohemians nil, Shamrock Rovers nil, Galway United nil, Shelburne one. Uh, we also have uh, the Talton Cup round three, Mead one nine, Dan one eight, and Tipperary sixteen points, Waterford one ten. The Laurie Markup final, Monaghan three twenty, Lancashire three seventeen. I think, Jared Brennan, the Talton Cup is really all about the appetite of the teams, isn't it? In terms of how far they're going to go, like Mead, yeah, no. Mead, Mead would want to be winning this in a way, you know. It, it, it's, it's a super competition, John. I have to say, it's it's uh, it, it helps those division three and four teams actually get meaningful uh, games. Um, you know, when you're going training uh, in preparation for championship, the Ulster or the provincial championship is a is a free shot. If you're a division three or four team, there's, there's, there's not massive expectations on you. But then um, you know, then when you're placed in the group with with, with, with other teams that you've either drawn or maybe won or lost by a point or two during the National League that you that you have a chance and uh, I think it's been a, a revelation for uh, for the GA and um, again the permutations a bit like the Sam Maguire series there's, there's a lot of key games the weekend which will uh, which will which will, which will determine who's going to progress on uh, I think the boys probably touched on already that's week off if you can get finished first or, or second if, if you can avoid the preliminary quarterfinals I think, given the uh, strain that's been put on panels, and especially the the uh, lower division uh, teams, they wouldn't have as uh, much strength and depth uh, uh, as division one or two teams, and the resources would be uh, far less as well. So, if, if if you can finish first or second in your group, I think that gives you a good chance then to recover uh, um, going into the quarterfinal series. You enjoying? You were saying to the moment there, Jer, going to the games, having a bit of banter. I said the Dublin fans are loving their trip to Kilkenny today. I, I, I say to you, well, uh, I've uh, I just got a, a WhatsApp. My my sister and her fella are in the car on the way down uh, to to Kilkenny. So the sun is shining, the the uh, sunglasses are on, and uh, there'll be a, a, a huge atmosphere in Kilkenny. Um, I, I, I'm involved at Moorfield in Kildare, and the uh, kit man texts me there to say that uh, 21 years ago, Kildare bet Offaly in Nolan Park in the Leinster semi final. And it was a Moorfield man that got the winning points. So uh, I haven't done my research on it, but uh, uh, Cully Hayden, he, he's the one who told me that. But uh, So maybe uh, um, Kildare uh, will have better fortunes down there today, but uh, it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll, it'll be difficult for them to go over the line, really. You know? Are you enjoying going to the games, Finian? Yeah, I suppose I am and I am. And there's some games, John, during the league that, you know, you might wait till half time to, to rock down because uh, you kind of, it's a bit predictable at the minute. But look, I've, I've three young girls, you know, I'm trying to get, getting going to games and, uh, you know, the atmosphere is good. I, re- I really enjoyed last year. Obviously, we went on a, on a journey last year all the way to the final and uh, the buzz was great. Go back from the semi final, difficult watch, but great atmosphere. So look, when, when your county's in a good place, which we, think we are at the minute uh, no it's great I'm not travelling today but I'll be uh, at the Armagh match and uh, the, the games after so look it's it's great you know the, the buzz is back obviously we're in post-Covid mode as well and, and, and there's carnival, a carnival atmosphere sun is shining this weekend so I'd say with all 16 games there'll be crack everywhere so I, I think the sport will be really lapping it up so hopefully there'll be a bit of quality to, to quality on show You've seen a lot of, seen a lot of flags a lot of Buzz in the local papers, local radio, feeling like this could be. A, what's the, what was the documentary again from 1998? Year till Sunday. That's it. Another one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that was a that was a one off. We weren't expected to do anything that year, and it was just by chance that Pat Palmer had the had the cameras with him. So, look, it's when you predict these things, they don't happen. So, look, you don't you don't know the 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 the, the secrets out now with Galway. We were there. We competed last year. Possibly could have won the final. So. There's no huge surprises, but uh, there's an air of confidence around here, John. The uh, today uh, in Salt Hill, the the 99s are fine. We've the Salt Hill Fives back. The National Salt Hill uh, Five sides are in Salt Hill Park. Big crowd down for that. So look, it's it's like the 90s. So you never know. Hopefully, the flakes work over there in Galway. Do they? They don't crumble. Uh, no, no, no. We've decent flakes down here, John. As as you know from uh, the Galway races, we've got the best of flakes. Yeah, and Connors, will many travel now to over the border tomorrow? For Derry, ah, yeah, 
there's a serious appetite in Derry for county football again. Um, obviously, the Miners won the Ulster Championship last week against Mullen in a penalty shootout. You know, so that's minor um, and probably should have could have won the under-20s as well. So Derry football is in a really strong position and I think the fact that the county senior team is doing well, there's a huge appetite. And I think if Derry could get this win, probably the one worry you would have from a Derry perspective is that their bench doesn't get sort of used much. Kieran McFall is now back and is starting. So if Derry could win this game, they could probably take the foot of the gas a wee bit because they're already qualified the next day out, you would think. So um, not, Derry's in a great place. Rap Shane McGuigan and Cotton Wool and uh, if they can keep him fit and injury free then they're in with a really good shot of taking out any of the big teams later in the, the year and maybe people haven't really made that connection with uh, Shane McGuigan as a potential um, I don't want to say northern David Clifford but a, 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 like a game changer in the championship like Shane Walsh was for Galway last year Conneth yeah, very much so. And again, the fact that Shane McGuigan's game has evolved, you know, two or three years ago, he was full forward, but somebody dropped in in front of him and it snuffed him out in games. Whereas now he goes out and he plays at 11. You know, when you've seen the Ulster final, when they're under serious pressure, he goes out into the midfield and he gets two primary possessions from kickouts. In the Ulster final the year before, he was the player that blocked Michael Murphy's free kick when they needed to win it. So he's evolved into so much more than just a, a score even though his, I think he scored something like 660 between league and championship this year so I think he does much more than, than other marquee forwards in his game um, and I think that's what probably and he's so selfless so I think that's what sort of sets him apart at the minute for me Conneth Gilligan Ger Brennan and Finian Hanley you're very good to take a, an hour out of your Saturday in this beautiful weather to speak to us on Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk enjoy the matches and we'll chat soon alright thanks John thanks Thank you uh, and we'll also be with James Dunn who after this break to build up to Kerry and Cork in depth at Porky Cueve just what a day here it is folks August Rodan has won the derby for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore at Epsom that's the best news we could have had from a racing perspective today Man City versus United in the uh, Wembley Cup final at 3 o'clock no real big change, surprises in the teams Rashford starting for United Haaland for City but he means Neil Shamrockover's nil in the Women's Premier Division Galway United nil Shelburne won uh, the latest score that we have to hand in the Tottenham Cup Meath 1-9 down 1-8 and to Tipperary 16, Waterford 110. The Laurie Markup final, Monaghan 320, Lancashire 317. That's what's going on in terms of around the houses. Just to bring you up to date on Tom McKibben, still in a tie for second on day three of the European Open in Hamburg. Never won on the tour, only a young player from the same neck of the woods as Rory McIlroy. Tom McKibben, five under par through 12 holes, one shot behind the leader, Julien Guerrier, who is in the clubhouse on six under par. We're back after this. Gaelic football on off the ball. With AIB, proud sport. Sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.